Hello, Catherine. Hello, Jake. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're in the studio. We are. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. And we are here to introduce who? Uh, So Rosie May Greenbank. Mm -hmm. She graduated from textiles in 2019. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really good for people to listen to Rosie because I think there's lots of people going through the same struggles that she's experiences throughout. So Mm -hmm. she gives really good accounts of applying for jobs, going for interviews, um, how they can be quite scary Mm -hmm. and uh, how to deal with that. So some of those things I think are really interesting. Yeah, like listing back. She has a real fun way that she kind of presents herself and she kind of in her stories there are moments where she talks about how like, kind of she got knocked down but every every follow-up to that is her getting back up again yeah yeah, yeah. her positivity is great mm, yeah absolutely and if anybody's listening to it and thinking about like going through the same thing and uh, then maybe that could help them to kind of reflect on that actually they're probably showing resilience as well yeah hope so yeah yeah okay no more spoilers so uh let's get into it um this is work in progress and you're about to listen to our interview with Rose May Greenbank. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Work in Progress. I'm joined here with the fabulous Rosie May Greenbank. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm right, thank you. Good, good. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. I've also got on my left, Catherine. Hello. Hi. How are you? You all right? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Okay, so we're going to grill you with some questions. Oh my goodness. No, I'm only joking. We're here to, <laughs> I guess, tell your story, right? And I think mm-hmm. you've got a very, everybody's got a unique story, but because you've just graduated, haven't you? Mm-hmm, yeah, you, just this summer. And you graduated in? Textile design, specifically like woven textiles. So you're kind of in, in the swingers of it, right? You're in the throes of trying to find that job, you, you're kind of... You're going through that graduate mindset right now. And I think it's quite nice to have somebody like yourself to share your story. So let's, um, I guess, start at the beginning of where you are now. Like, what did you get up to just after you graduated? So I had like, I had this exhibition in London. It was new designers. So for this, I sort of, I made myself little press packs. You know, I really researched everyone that I wanted to know me, you know, who, you know, I literally told them everything about myself. I was like, I'm the best. Come and give me a job. Come and see me. Like, because I'm much better in person. I think it's very hard looking at a CV. I I think you don't really get a great flavor of who someone is. So um, I think it's better really to meet someone. So I did all this. I sent off all my invitations. Um, I did it to sort of mills across the country. So I did like Devon, Manchester, Liverpool, sort of places across wow. the country. Yes, I'm in Suffolk. Fortunately, no one came. So that was, you know, that was quite hard hitting. And obviously the exhibition itself was quite a challenge. Um, but then sort of a couple of weeks later, I did actually get a response, mm-hmm. which was really exciting. So I went down to Devon um, for an interview uh, with like a heritage mill. So it's like a working textile museum. So it was like my perfect role. It's going to be amazing. He sort of explained that, you know, there wasn't necessarily a position right now, but he'd love to meet me because it's something they're looking for in the future. Got all my stuff. I was ready to go. Went down there, booked my hotel. Um, and obviously I had this interview and stuff and it was with like the trustees because mm. it's charity run. So these things run a little bit differently because mm. um, it's like a board and you need to get the whole board's approval for funding. And, okay. you know, I met the CEO and it's different because they're not necessarily creatives in a sense. They're business people because for them it's a business, you know, so that was quite a different interview. That's really interesting. I think that there's like, there's this almost like this narrative of, uh, I guess, resilience building, right? Because it, 
it is it is difficult to kind of get out there and and you have these big dreams when you graduate and go I'm just going to get a job straight yeah. away and, and that. yeah you are very much in this bubble and you think everything's going to not necessarily easy because you know it's going to be hard because everything is hard you know it's all relative but you know you do think it's going to be a little bit easier than it actually is you think I've got all these skills you think I'm actually really good at what I do and a lot of people are very good at what they do but it's actually finding that opportunity and finding that sort of way in and you're sort of in the real world now where you've got a lot of different people to compete with Mm-hmm. It's really lovely to hear that you're doing lots of research to find, you know, your dream job, the job that you've you've really got your heart set on. And it's it's such a shame, you know, that they're not coming up where you live. But what's really impressive is that you're not afraid to travel or to up sticks and move to get that job. I think, you know, in doing my specialism like the weave, I think I because I know obviously a bit about it. I sort of know where it is and I know the industry. It's not necessarily in East Anglia a great deal, so in doing like my research and sort of the people I wanted to work for, I knew that it was going to be really far away. But I think after doing sort of three years of study and, you know, I, I, I'm a bit of a weave nerd. I love it. Like I love what I do. And, I, you know, I really genuinely want to like get into it and I want this job. So I think distance doesn't really matter. I think if you're doing what you love and I think if it's a safe, secure job and it makes me happy, I think I'm happy to sort of yeah. move. It's not the end of yeah. the world. I yeah. think that's that's really interesting because there are some industries like like yourselves, right? The, the industry you want to go in that is, I guess, maybe geographically specific. Mm-hmm. Like there are specific Definitely, places yeah. that you, you might have to relocate to. But mm-hmm. I think what is really interesting in that is that the process you're going to like these are far places away far from home yeah this might still in the same country but they're long distance and you go there and then you have this interview yeah. and it goes really well and then they say oh we don't have it right now but it, you seem to still be on your feet right that, yeah. that can have a, a, a knock is there like a have you have you developed like a process or um, is there something you always lean back on that helps you kind of bounce back and and rather than it being a an all-consuming failure it's actually kind of like okay well what did I learn from this I've obviously had some not great interviews and it's very easy like you say to feel this all-consuming like horrible like I have had some really horrible ones and I've been really upset and you've got that like five-hour journey home Mm. but I think you come home at the end of the day and you know you think about actually what they wanted you think about the person they were looking for and at the end of the day if I wasn't the right fit for them it wouldn't have made me happy being in that position anyway Mm. um and I think it's knowing that I've got you know, I've got my own job at home, you know, I'm able to support myself at the moment. Um, and I'm sort of having to look at it sort of like a journey at the end of the day. I, I now know that it's not going to be a quick fix. I'm not going to get there in like, you know, a month, two months. I know that it, this is going to be a career for me and I know I'm going to have to work for it. But because I love it, I know that I will work for it and I, I will get there eventually. I know. Absolutely. I think I think that's really I think it's really lovely to hear because it is easy to um doubt yourself. Definitely right? once yeah. you get these knocks, yeah. I think. Um but to be able to keep reminding yourself that yes, you do really like it and this yeah. is exactly what you want to do, yeah. you might just take that time time to do it. Mm. Okay, so you went to Devon, mm-hmm. you met all these business people. Yeah, that was very serious. I, 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 let's talk a little bit about that actually before we move forward. It's like that's gotta be quite a um, I guess eye-opening experience, right? Because you, you you're at uni and you're surrounded by all these people that are all creatives, and then you go to maybe these other creative industries a little bit closer, and then you interview a board of trustees. Yeah, it was so serious. Yeah, they were like wearing like proper suits. I was there in like my like rainbow makeup, like uh, like a psycho to them. They probably felt so weird. <laughs> um, you know, and I had all this weird work, and obviously they were used to quite traditional stuff. You know, because all their machinery is like 1800s. Like it's incredible. Um, so yeah, it was quite different. Like I obviously, fe- I just felt quite young. I think, especially because these people are business people and they're you know they're grown ups. So 
they've got like real jobs. So um, I think I felt quite young. I think I felt like I maybe didn't belong because that was one of my first ones, the Devon one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite intimidating in a sense. There wasn't loads of them. There was only a couple of them. But I think um, I had sort of a tour as well before. So I didn't really get a chance to set myself up. And I was trying to psych myself up a little bit because <laughs> you didn't need that. I was like, come on, I can do this. I can do Your this. first like, one as well. Yeah. Like- so and it was obviously quite far. So I put a lot in it and I knew there wasn't necessarily going to be a job at the end of it. But I knew this was going to be an experience for me. and I needed to like get out there. I needed to just do it, you know, rip the bandaid off. I'm very impressed, Rosie, by your resilience. I think it's brilliant. Uh, you know, and putting yourself in front of these business people down in Devon must have been... Um, very scary but you did it anyway so well done to you um I think it was about knowing my strengths and like knowing that not everyone can do what I can do because there were obviously people like I say these were business people they didn't really have a great deal of knowledge of you know like design sort of textiles and especially obviously weave surprisingly as a mill but you know um <laughs> yeah, no. um so it was you know they were actually like they were quite impressed like they were like this is something you know oh my god like it's like hand painted and all this and that it was nice to see that someone else sort of saw the value in what I did and did that inspire you then to take what was the next steps did you take anything from that to move forwards in a different direction yeah I think it was more have a bit more confidence in sort of what I had and the work I had and also I refined it quite a bit because I took quite a lot to my first one mm-hmm. okay I think quite a lot of people do that. It wasn't just me. Um, Yeah, so I refined it down quite a lot. I sort of looked at, you know, sort of maybe, like I say, the value of each piece and what this thing I was taking was showing. Mm -hmm. Really trying to make it specific, I suppose. So what did you do after that then? I came home. Mm -hmm. Felt a bit sad. (laughs) Um, You know, I did the whole, you know, thank you, you know, you know, thank you for seeing me. It was lovely to meet you all, blah, blah, blah. I understand you might not have any positions now, but this is generally something I really want to do. Even if it started off like a two-day a week, a training thing, I'm like willing to move because it's something I really genuinely want to do. Um, I sort of really pushed that. And um, he was like, yeah, lovely to meet you. Yeah, give me the whole thing. And then he obviously mentioned that these things take time, as they do. It's a charity run organisation, funding. And then, unfortunately, he hasn't got back to me. I've emailed him a couple more times, but he still said it's in the pipeworks. So then I started looking for other things. And then my other dream job came up. <laughs> <laughs> also didn't get it. This was another one <laughs> in Whitchurch. This was a like an actual trainee position. It trained me. I got a salary. It was literally perfect. Lovely heritage mill in like Whitchurch, Hampshire. Beautiful. Very nice. Okay, so you you've interviewed for this. You got this. You found this perfect position. You know, training is exactly what you said. Yep. Like you yep. need experience. Yep. This place is going to pay you to do it. Yep. This is a bit of a dream come true. Yep. You go. Did you go down? Did you get the interview? Did you interview? Unfortunately, I didn't get to the interview stage. So what was that process like? Okay, so this one was slightly different because this involved an actual application form because it was an actual job that was advertised, whereas all these other ones I've written to have essentially been me you know, writing these people saying, this is what I can do. I mm-hmm. think I'm quite good. I think I could be really good for you. Um, like, so me contacting them, but as this one was actually, you know, actually a job that I was applying for. So it was like a 10 page document. It took me hours to do. It was so long. Um, it was Also, this was someone I actually invited to the new designers thing that didn't, that then, you know, didn't get back to me for a while and then said, oh, I've got this job coming up at the end of the summer. Okay. Yeah. And then so I applied for it. Um, So I did all the documents, did all that. I had to write down all my relevant experience and I did all this. You know, it was pages and pages long. It honestly took me hours. And then obviously I sent it all off. I was like, this is going to be great. She already knows who I am. Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then unfortunately, I didn't get an interview Mm -hmm. um, because I think it wasn't enough 
detail so it was obviously with each thing you had to write about your experience make it relevant blah blah, blah. so I did all that and then there was an extra section at the end that sort of was about relevant skills to weave so I and it said list all of them so I listed them all put a little bit of an explanation but apparently it wasn't enough of an explanation and they had quite a lot of applicants for this one role you know more than they usually have so yeah I didn't get one but I think it was like, so obviously I asked, I was a little bit upset because I was, this was really what I wanted to do. And I sort of asked, you know, is there anything I could have done? Was there anything you know, maybe wrong with my application? Mm-hmm. And she wrote back and she was like, no, you know, we thought, you know, it was really good, et cetera, et cetera. But unfortunately, we wanted a little bit more detail in this specific section. Um, but she was like, it was really nice of you to sort of, you know, ask for feedback. because That's something that not a lot of people do. But I think it's because I was quite shocked because this was obviously I felt like I was quite qualified for it and it was a training position and I really wanted to do it. Yeah, it's kind of an expectation built up. Yeah, right? an expectation like, built up and especially because obviously I already knew her and was already in contact with her over the summer. Um, but yeah, but it's all right though because another textile graduate got it from here, mm-hmm. a previous from last year. So she's got it and it's really amazing. She's having a good time. She's like local. So it works really well. She's It looks really good. Cool. And so does that lead us up to kind of present day? And so I've been doing some more other interviews. It's been a lot of me, like I say, contacting companies, mills, design houses. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get back to me, but that's fine because I know that happens to a lot of people. Um, I follow up on some emails if they haven't replied to me. Still don't get back to me. <laughs> Heartbreaking. And I looked at doing like an internship with someone I met, new designers, uh, it's a company in Suffolk. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through that, um, did went for an interview and everything and they said they could have me and then unfortunately that then fell through. Mm-hmm. And then I've recently had another interview. How did it go? That went really well, actually. And is this again in heritage weaving or is this in something different? Um, it was a bit more, um, I suppose, high end than I was sort of looking for. So I actually sort of diverted a little bit and I started to look at doing um, like weave for apparel and interiors rather than like heritage work. I thought maybe if this isn't working right now, you know, this will give me some experience in something else. So there's a shift happening here. Yeah, recently there's been a sort of shift because I've sort of, I had a meeting with Sebastian Mm -hmm. um, and he sort of encouraged me to maybe open it up a little bit, a little bit more, sorry, and sort of appreciate the skills that I can gain from other roles that aren't exactly what I want to do because, you know, that's like an end goal um, as opposed to and right for those, now. And just for those people who might, not be, who might not know who Sebastian is, he works in the Ideas Factory, right? Good old Sebastian. And how, what, is, what is he um, doing for you or what are you guys working on together? Like what, what, why is it important that he's help, here to help you? So um, I was a little bit scared to go to him at first, actually, because it almost feels like a bit of a I can't do on my own. Um, But so he's been helping me with like sorting out my CV and maybe um, sort of assessing sort of my skills and sort of where I can sort of apply myself within the industry that isn't specifically within like heritage weaving mills. Um, and sort of helped me with that application and sort of how to present myself. So from the Devon interview and one that fell through in Suffolk, um, I sort of felt a little bit down. I felt like maybe it was something to do with how I was presenting myself and my work. So it helped me a lot with that. It's like silly little things. Like I was like, what do I wear? Like how am I meant to talk? Because I'm quite informal and I sound quite weird. And so I wanted to sort of know how better to present myself in a maybe more professional way because that's something I'm quite conscious about, like the way I speak and the way faff around with my hands quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really important to have like and it's also something to really celebrate I think um, that to have this moment where you, you've, you've gone through lots of these like processes mm. and you've been let down mm. it's fair to say I guess like yeah uh, and until to kind of go back and go okay well what's not working rather than yeah. going like I'm giving up yeah you know that that is that has you have 
you have to celebrate that because yeah. I think that's not easy to do. Yeah, it was. It was actually quite hard, like actually emailing Sebastian, even though I, you know, I know Dr. Sebastian, but it was quite hard even just emailing him, you know, mm. just saying I am really struggling. Like I have been let down a little bit, but you know, what can I do next? Because you know, it's. I did feel like I literally didn't know what to do next. I had no idea what I was going to do because I thought it's just not working out for me, and it was almost like a, if this is going to be it, sort of moment. But then you sort of remind yourself that this is what I want to do. You know, this is this is serious. I've just spent three years of my life finding yeah. this. You know, I love it. I've actually really got quite skilled at it. And, you know, it was sort of him reminding me of that, like, I actually can do this. You sort of, you get a little bit like, oh. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you met with Sebastian uh, and you're kind of in the process of this shift almost, mm-hmm. not, like not necessarily specializing just in that kind of no, uh, heritage meal dream yeah. of yours. And not maybe, so niche. Maybe opening it up a little yeah. bit. Um, and, and then is that where you are now? Or is, is that kind of, it was slightly... So amongst all of this, I'll tell you, this is beginning all over the place. Amongst all of this, I opened it up again a little bit more, something a little bit more locally, because I was missing this creativeness and I, I really miss sort of working in that sort of community, you know, that that network of creative people. Mm. Um, so I sort of started to applying to like local colleges and schools, sixth forms, looking for like a technician job. Because okay. long term, I do really want to get into teaching. I'd like to be a lecturer. I sort of tried to sort of get into something that way, maybe because I think that's something I could be really good at, actually. You know, I have quite a lot of, um, I suppose, knowledge of, you know, the progression from um, A-level, you know, to a foundation to, you know, degree level. Like, I could help with that sort of thing, especially like portfolio prep. I might not be a genius, but it's something that maybe they don't have that I could really offer. Um, So I sort of spoke about all of that to them and did all this. But unfortunately, they also just haven't got back to me. It's been a lot of blank walls even though things haven't come off for you right now I mean you say you're hitting sort of blank walls but actually are you you've got so many things out there you've made so many new contacts by just doing these things that you never know what when the next email is coming in and they seem to come like weeks later after you you know it's like months some of them have been like months later and they're like oh hello sorry just getting back to you I'm like hello (laughs) I think it's just I think it's just biding my time really at the moment and you know like you say I will get there I know well I think yeah I guess it's it's easy for me to look on and say, look, like I think you, you have to pat yourself on the back at some point to to say, you know, this this is hard work and and this is potentially a reality that people might go through. Yeah. But actually, what I'm hearing when from what you're talking is that that this this passion is driving you. You're never yeah. letting that go, and that, no. that is very important for us as creatives. Yeah. Um, so, what's happening now then? Uh, so at the moment, I've got another meeting. Um, I'm actually with Will Tate. Hello, Will. He's like a business manager. Mm-hmm. I want to open myself, like I say, open myself up a little bit more and just consider what I can do, really, mm-hmm. other than heritage weaving. Which I think is exciting because also you haven't just forgotten that, right? No. Like, listen to what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying, okay, I, I, I know that's there and that's exactly maybe one of the long terms that I might get to Definitely. as well as teaching. Mm-hmm. But, like right now maybe i need to take a different path to get there which i think is good and i think uh this might be a really good time to say that that if it's okay with you i think we might want to use you as a guinea pig is that okay oh my goodness i'll be a guinea pig (laughs) i think what we're doing here might i I think you are uh in a really exciting place although it sometimes it might not feel like it (laughs) um and i think you as a particular creative you are very open to changing like you just said you know opening yourself up trying new things and seeing where that goes Mm -hmm. and with what we're doing here with this podcast we're trying to um share stories of people like yourselves but also people at different stages in their career maybe a bit further on Mm -hmm. um and how they've overcome challenges yeah right 
And what I w- we think we would really love to do is get you back in the studio, right? Back in maybe once we've released all these episodes, just to see where you are at, all right? To share that, to show that real progression, to see kind of what you've tried, tried since, you know, whether things have worked and whether things haven't. Does that sound okay? It sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I hope I'm somewhere that will be worth you chatting to you about. But it's it's really exciting, and I and I'm really excited to kind of hear how you're getting on. And I think the um the important thing is it's like is picking out like the things that you are taking from each example. Yeah. Because that's I think uh, I echo what Catherine is saying. You mentioned about black blank walls, but actually, how how blank are those walls? Because yeah. you you are taking things from them as yeah. you go. Um. But yeah, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Two last things for you. If anybody wants to look at your work or get in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you and we will start we'll put some of your um social media tags in in our description for the episode but mm-hmm. is there a, a better way to get to you um so i do most of my sort of showing my work through um social channels like uh instagram mm-hmm. but also email I'm quite good on my emails i reply to emails guys because you know responsible people reply to emails <laughs> um gotta be kind um yeah that's sort of most of them Okay, cool. Well, so we'll share that. Um, so rather than you spelling it out, because uh, it doesn't necessarily sound good on podcasts, uh, so we'll share that for you. And then the last thing is, if if you could thank anybody, who would it be to oh. get you to where you are now? Like if you're looking back on the, where you are now, somebody you want to pass on thanks to, who would it be? Les Bicknell for being just the most savage human being, but also <laughs> he's you know it's a realistic outlook, and he really has sort of sorted me where I am. Who is who, who is he? Oh my goodness, who do you not know who he is? <laughs> I obviously is, know Les's. Obviously, like, obviously everyone knows who Les is. Um, this is a textiles tutor on the Anyway Design course. Amazing. You also just find out. Amazing. He's great. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Appreciate your time. Um, and we look forward to recording you in the near future. Thank you very much. And thanks very much, Catherine, for joining us. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs>